Oh, I'm looking. Do I dump it? Do I throw the drift? Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep Podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Martinez. I know it's been a while since uh, I released a, an episode. I've been a little bit on the road, and uh, I thought it might be a good opportunity to come back on here and record. Um, today, it's going to be just me, no guests. Um, today, it is February 12th, and as we all know, uh, we had the passing of Kobe Bean Bryant you know, a little over two weeks ago. And I actually had the chance to go out to L.A. And I'm just going to kind of go over my experience while I was out in L.A. and kind of uh, everything I saw, experienced. So um, I know that on January 26th was a Sunday. And for me personally, I was in the gym, had workouts, and come to find out I was getting ready to be on the floor. And my mom, of all people, sends me a screenshot. And it's like, is this true? And I was just like, you know, I'm now 29, just recently turned 29, I can't remember any other time in my livelihood that I literally couldn't move when I had seen it, heard it. And, like, I was scrolling Twitter for, like, 25 minutes straight, just eyes peeled, just trying to figure out what the situation was. Um, I Man, I had Kobe Bryant's shoes on. That's the only thing – those only shoes I really wear. So it was, a, it was a crazy day, I know, for everybody in the basketball world and especially even um, just worldwide. So – that happened on Sunday, and then the next, I had a million people calling me talking about it. It was about 9 a.m. on Monday, and I had one of my friends call me, and he's like, hey, are we going to go to L.A. or what? And I'm like, I kind of looked at my week, what I had going on. I'm like, well, have you looked at tickets? He's like, yeah, I've looked at some flights. He's like, come over to my work. So I had finished some stuff. I got over his work about 1030. And we, me and him kind of looked at a couple things, and boom, we booked a flight at 11 a.m., and we had to leave at 3 p.m. So it was very just, like, spontaneous, just went and did it. Um, I would just, what I thought is just, like, almost like once in a lifetime to, like, really experience what Kobe really meant to L.A. Because I, I live in the Midwest, and, yeah, we all love Kobe, but, like, to really see the love and the appreciation for him. So uh, we booked our flight. Flew out at uh, 3 p.m., landed in L.A. Uh, we had a connection. That was a bad flight. I mean, we didn't get there till like, 9. And uh, sure enough, we get off the flight. Me and him flew together. We actually had another friend of ours as well come out with us, just spontaneous. All of us booked our flight. And we were waiting on him because he was on a later flight. We get to a, a restaurant. We sit down, and sure enough, boom, on every TV, they had Kobe's 81-point game on. And it was just – this was, like, you know, 24 hours after. It just showed you that – they were really appreciating immediately what he did for the city. Um, and, sure, you know, we sat there for hour, hour and a half and watched Kobe just get these buckets over Jalen Rose over and over again. So uh, after that, we left, the, we left the airport, checked into our hotel, and we went to Staples that night. So we was in the Staples by uh, like 11 p.m. And it was really crazy. Like we were in an Uber. We we get there and they got a gigantic like billboard that had already been put up. Uh, remember in Mamba, then we kind of get to where the mural was, and I it's hard, really hard to describe uh, at that point because it was just it was almost like an awe. Like I literally was just in 
Missouri, you know, six hours going, here I am, went halfway across the country and just to see a guy that impacted more people than he probably even imagined. And uh, so we get there and it was just tons of just letters and basketballs and shoes and people riding murals on the <clears throat> on the ground themselves and we're literally I mean I could I mean I could have you know threw a rock and hit stables right in front of where you know a building where he basically built at least in my lifetime I know it was greats before him but so we go there see everything just like take it all in they had um, some poster board stuff you could sign and they'd have taken those down and we went back a couple days later um, they were everybody had like a piece of paper they were shooting it in the in the basket yelling Kobe like it was it was really like a surreal uh event memory because I I can't remember I don't know anybody else besides him in my lifetime that would get that type of pub like I didn't live in Jordan I lived in Kobe LeBron that's kind of what the kind of guys I lived in and uh I mean there was vendors everywhere selling like shirts food like but they made it you know at first glance i'm kind of like oh they're selling shirts they're making money but man they sold everything so cheap like the two shirts that i ended up buying i think i got them for like five six dollars a piece i know that's what it cost them to get it was just like remembering kobe um but it just it was uh it was really crazy to really experiment and that night uh, we out went out and got some food and that's why i went there because i really wanted to hear like the stories so we met a guy that worked at staples younger guy probably his late 20s and he worked at staples as like security slash like helping you get to your seat you know whether it's a laker game clipper game a uh, king's game a concert and you know the grammys were there that night and he said that for one he said he wasn't really a big kobe fan when he was playing but then as he as he got more mature and got later in his life he kind of realized what this guy was about he said all those people that were working the grammys did not want to be there like they didn't want to work in the building that kobe had you know so-called built which i thought was super cool because this guy had been at didn't get to sit down and watch kobe but he had been at ton of kobe games he had been working there like a decade so to hear someone like everybody that had been at staples not the people that just came in for the grammys that are from all over the country the world to hear them be like man we didn't even want to work that day which is like super touching to me um so the following day uh, we went around and <clears throat> went to multiple different places and we uh, stopped in a restaurant for lunch and we talked to another guy that you know was at the restaurant and um i first initially talked to him about nipsey hustle um rest in peace who had just passed away you know i guess a little less than a year ago and uh the hip-hop artist and he said that he was i was talking about how big of a deal that was because that was like the biggest death in la since now that kobe had passed and he was saying that like it was big but for about six to eight hours on that sunday when kobe passed he couldn't find anybody that wanted to believe it like none of his friends nobody knew were like yeah it's true like they were just like no can't be can't be can't be uh, he also said that so Nipsey Hussle had his funeral at Staples Center, and it fits, you know, I forget what he said the number was, but they couldn't even fit all the people in for Nipsey. So my thinking is like, man, what are they going to do for Kobe Bryant? Because it's going to be really, really crazy to even get that many people in one spot. 
and even come find out behind the bar there was like a little like picture of Kobe like shooting and scoring and we asked him like you guys just put that up They're like no that's been here like that sign's been here for since I've worked here like it wasn't something they just put up it was really showing that they truly loved Kobe before and after he passed away um, and then later that evening uh, we end up going to uh, Sierra Canyon High School to watch them play and most people know Sierra Canyon because uh, they have LeBron James' little uh, son, but they also have a really deep roster too. They probably have, um, right now, I would say they have two seniors. They have they're both NBA players, and then they got two sophomores that possibly could be NBA players in three to four years. And they got two or three other Division One kids. And LeBron's son's um, a really nice player as well. Um, but that was our first like public going to an event publicly where they showed respect to Kobe as well. Like they had a moment of silence for him they put all the victims <clears throat> excuse me all the victims faced on the screen um obviously lebron was there uh david fisdale was there there was a bunch of people there it was just another example like this whole trip it just was over and over again respect for a guy that was a basketball player but then he was also a father and a mentor um so that was our first event to be able to see um in public scene how much Kobe meant to people. Um, a side note, the game itself, I mean, the talent level of Sierra Canyon was off the charts. Um, they got Brandon Boston, who's um, top 10 kid in the senior class. He was a monster. He's an NBA player. Zaire Williams, 6'9", 6'10", wing. I think he's committed. I can't remember the commitment. I don't want to say false information. Um, but, yeah, they were just low. They had like 16, 17 dunks. I mean, it would look like I was watching a, a college game, to be honest with you. Um, and then the last day we were there, we went to another high school game. We went to Fairfax versus Westchester, big time LA inner city rivalry. And, uh, Solomon Hill, uh, who's now obviously been in the NBA for almost a decade now. He went to Fairfax and then like Trevor reason went to Westchester. So like it was a big rivalry, but <clears throat> come to find out they show their moment of science for Kobe as well. The whole courts wearing nothing but Kobe's. And then I guess a student, I would imagine, somebody drew a portrait of uh, Gigi and Kobe, and it was hanging on the wall behind. Like, you were just constantly reminded throughout this whole trip for us. We were only there two days of Kobe being Bryant. Um, so the last night we were there, we ended up going back to Staples Center right before our flight because we took the red eye back. And the shrine and the mural of Kobe Bryant was ten times the size of when we got there on Monday. Because we got there, you know, less or a little over 24 hours after he had passed. And then we came back, and we were there probably, you know, 48 hours. And I saw a crazy stat throughout this whole thing. When I got back, there was like 1,400 basketballs, 350 pairs of shoes. like, And there was probably, when we were there, there was probably four or 5,000 people there just doing the same thing they had been doing, you know putting stuff out talking amongst each other like it was just like it was awesome to see um that much respect for someone that you know on the outside looking in, oh he just plays basketball but he was much more that to that city to the basketball world to the women's game you know he was such a uh a push for the the women's game the WNBA, obviously because of his his daughter um and after all this trip and you know getting back and still to this day it doesn't even seem right i i tweeted out today i was like man it doesn't even seem like i visualized kobe being like 70 80 90 years old and 
you know, when they do the Hall of Fame each year, he walks up there with a cane. Everybody gives him his kind of like how Bill Russell is. That's how I envisioned it. You know, not, you know, Kareem and Bill Russell saying what Kobe meant to him. Like, those guys are 30, 40 years older than him. Um, But it made me kind of look back and think, what do you want your legacy to be left as? What is some of the most respect that you can get after you, after your days are gone? And just one thing that stuck in my mind was his peers. All the current NBA players, the retired NBA players, the coaches, the administrators, the um, executives, the coaches, or even the guy that worked um, at Staples Center. Like, just the people that, yeah, sure, when you're older and you're an adult, yeah, you have kids that look up to you. And then your family, of course, is always going to have some degree of love for you. But the people that don't have to say those types of things, the ones that say it, those that's the kind of legacy that I just think that some of us, at least me, you know, I'm in the basketball world, want to look after. You know, after it's all said and done, what are people going to say about you? Um, yeah, we said all the basketball stuff about Kobe, but they talk a lot about his character and his mentality, of course, and how he took his mentality and pushed it to other people to allow them um, to get the best out of themselves. You know, I, I even I think about it. I didn't even realize how much he did that for me. I wasn't a diehard Kobe guy. You know, really, when I was growing up, I was a college basketball fan. You know, because I wanted to play in college. That was all I wanted to do. I wasn't thinking about the NBA. I just wanted to play in college. But as I got older, I kept paying attention more to Kobe later in his career and then obviously when he got done the last three years. And one thing always sticks out to me is I saw Kobe was like, um, don't rest in the middle, rest at the end. And I think that that's just something super simple you can take to yourself, whether you're at your work day, you're working out, you're in the middle of a set, you're uh, in the middle of a workout, you're trying to take care of your kid, you're taking care of your spouse, which I trust me, I don't have any of that yet. But just to see someone that was part of something that's bigger than themselves, and I think that just speaks volumes to um, what kind of person he was and then you know, the basketball part and the, you know, winning an Oscar and all that stuff kind of took care of itself. But um, that's all I got for today. I just want to get on here and kind of speak about my trip and just like kind of what I got to see while I was in L.A. I know I was very fortunate. You know, I'm self-employed, kind of can make my own schedule when I need to. But it was uh, it was awesome, man. I My friends had a great time as well. It was it was a blast and really once in a lifetime. Actually, that mural ended up only being up four or five days, so I got really lucky to go out there when I did. Um, but that's all I got for today. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you'll go as a like, subscribe, comment. Uh, we'll be back with some more episodes coming up here in the next couple weeks now that I'm uh, more in one spot. But I appreciate you guys checking out. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>